Hello, everyone. My name is Kate. Hello, and I'm Annie. And you're listening to Artwise. everyone welcome to another episode of artwise today i have a very special guest as always i have it with me annie i've talked to annie before she's on our awesome discord server but yeah i'm i'm annie go ahead introduce yourself Let's oh my go. gosh awesome okay hello i'm annie holly my socials are holly sketch and I am a traditional and digital artist that is exists online. I am an artist and illustrator, and I'm so happy to be here right now and to just talk about making stuff. Yes, making stuff. Yeah. That's what this podcast is all about. Today, we're actually, we have a really interesting topic that I'm really, really excited to, to talk about. As of current... It is September, so I know this podcast isn't going to come out until like mid-November, but currently I've actually been talking about this topic a lot on TikTok. I'm sure some of you guys have seen the mess of of videos about, you know, social media and being on social media as an artist and that stuff. And that is like the, the main topic that we are going to discuss today is a very interesting topic as an as an artist to talk about and I have a lot to say I know Annie has a lot to say before (laughs) before we get before we get into all that I have some questions about you and your background as an artist so to start off how did you begin your art journey so like give me chronologically from your birth until now your art your art journey how did that go and don't be afraid to get detailed we have a whole hour (laughs) oh my gosh no absolutely so I don't know I feel like it just kind of I was just kind of always the art kid like in elementary school that was just kind of the thing I was good at and you know I don't know I feel like just kind of through my life you know making art was just kind of the one thing that like you know that I was good at that you know, it just made me happy to work on a skill that, you know, a lot of people like found really impressive that kind of sort of became my identity and something like that I was proud of. So it's just always been something that I've sort of have continuously been doing throughout my life. And right now, like, you know, I'm still doing it. I want to pursue it as a career and I want to sort of fully, fully put myself out there as an artist. So right now I feel like I am sort of in a beginning phase of making that leap from, oh, it's, I don't want to say hobby, but I want to say as something that I practice, not like practice, I mean, like you just kind of always practice it, but I want to make that leap into something where I can have a career off of it. And that is a lot of work, but... You're you're in school for art right now, right? Yes, right yeah. now. I am a sophomore in at school and so yeah, I've definitely been <laughs> really busy these last couple weeks, semester starting, meeting people and you know, catching up on assignments and all the normal college stuff of figuring like stuff out. Are you in a dorm right now? Yes, I am. It totally looks like a dorm. I I just, it clicked in my head. I was like, you're in college. Oh, that is a dorm. Yeah. (laughs) You guys can't see it, but I could tell like it has the same, all dorms have the same furniture for some reason. No, my roommates are so nice though. I was like, hey, I'm talking with someone. If you could just give me some space or like, yes, of course. And so, yeah, I'm doing that. That's super cool. That's awesome. So I've seen your work. Your website is beautiful. It's stunning. I'm really, I'm excited for you to start. I don't know like how far into it you are. I'm really excited for you to start freelancing. You need to raise your prices though. But I'm, ex- I'm excited for you to start freelancing. But I, I want to hear from you as like a, a lot of people listening to this who 
who may not know you or know your art. Can you just kind of describe the type of art you do? Like, I know you like to draw like really intricate and detailed clothing <laughs> mm-hmm. among other things. And character design is something you're into too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I just was wondering if you could just kind of describe the kind of art that you're into the most and, and like why you enjoy it, just so we can get to know you a little bit before we start talking about social media stuff. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, I love I love making, you know, both digital and traditional art. I started out as a traditional artist and just kind of made the leap into digital sometime in high school where I got like first $60 little Wacom tablet that you plug into your computer. And so, yeah, let's see. I've been, I love making, I don't know. I feel like I'd say my strongest sort of, oh gosh, I'm, I'm so sorry. No, I feel yeah. like I love, I really like creating like really detailed stuff. I really like, I don't know. I feel like I'm sort of in, still in a process of figuring out exactly what I want to make. You know, so, find- so am I. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I'm a little like, you know, I really like creating concept designs for like, you know, worlds and world building and whether it's like costume or prop design or even just like an illustration of a scene of some kind, a character sketch, a turnaround. I think I, I don't know, I like doing a lot of stuff and I think I'm more so in the middle process of figuring out what my niche is. Yeah. That response was very like everywhere, but like, yeah. It's hard to niche down when you love everything. I've learned that the hard way. (laughs) No, I don't know. I feel like, you know, on social media, you are kind of encouraged to do that because, you know, I don't know. You hear a lot of contradictory stuff when it comes to just art advice from people, from professionals, because like people, because you know, I hear people say like, oh, you know, you need to have like a very specific style so that people know your brand or like they know who you are. They know like the kind of art you make and you'll be like, you'll be known as like that person who makes art that way. And I think that, you know, we do think about a lot of artists that way when you think about like art history or like even like certain like creatives in like, the film industry, such as like, you know, oh, Tim Burton, he has that one style of really creepy characters with big eyes or, you know, oh, Miyazaki, he creates, you know, very fantastical, very colorful worlds with like really cute characters, a lot of whimsical creatures. And, you know, I feel like, you know, obviously those are very much people that have like been in the industry and were able to just kind of create something that was theirs. But I don't know. I feel like as a beginner artist, you're still kind of trying to figure out what that is, but I don't know. But at the same time, like, you know, I hear like you need to experiment with creating different stuff. You need to, you know, you have to create everything. I don't want to say create everything you need to experiment so you figure out so you get better and you figure out the kind of stuff that you like doing I suppose yeah personally I I think the whole niching down thing is really it's it's hard because it really depends on your goals as an artist There are advantages to being a jack of all trades, but there are also advantages to niching down. When you Mm -hmm. niche down, it's really easy to be the biggest fish in a little pond because if you are doing a very like stylized art style and you're it's very recognizable and it's easy to recognize, it's obviously going to be a lot bigger 
or bigger, it's going to be a lot easier to be a big fish in a little pond because you're one of the only people doing that style or you're one of the only people working in this field or doing this type of work. But it's also really beneficial to have a lot of skill set and be a have a lot of skill set. Oh my God, talk, Kaylin. <laughs> it's really beneficial to have a, a like wide variety of skills and to be able to do a lot of things because, oh, it's, it reminds me of that TikTok audio that's like, I will grow under any conditions. Like there are certain artists who don't really have an art style, but you can no. give them any job and they will excel at whatever you give them because they're so diverse. So yeah. I, I don't really think niching down is always necessary especially if you want to be that artist that will grow in any condition <laughs> because then you know you you have a lot more of an opportunity to get work that way and say well you know I have all of these skills under my belt and I don't really have an art style so I can make my art look like anything I can draw in any yeah. style I think that's an advantage that not very many artists have nowadays because niching down in anything is so popular because while niching down gives you the advantage of being one of the only people in your niche, not niching down gives you the advantage of being able to do almost anything that you need yeah. to do. And so. I feel like, oh gosh, and I feel like, you know, you brought up a really interesting point that an advantage when it comes to being online will not always be an advantage when it comes to jobs or in the sense that you know just because a specific skill set or a specific way of creating art that might be advantageous to like you know a specific algorithm probably won't be and that probably won't be the same in like you know other situations of applying to studios and stuff yeah there's also there's a lot of different things you can do as an artist too that I think a lot of people don't consider I guess like when when I first started out, I was kind of made to believe that like working at a corporate job was like kind of the only route that I could go. All my experience was in t-shirt design and, and graphic design, which isn't even what I wanted to do to begin with. So when, you know, when I first started out, it was very much like, oh, you're doing it right. Even though like I knew I wasn't really happy with what I was doing. I didn't hate it either. It was just like, I, you know, I couldn't, I could, I didn't go to art school. I couldn't go to art school. I couldn't afford to, to go to college. Well, I went, I went to community college for two years. And then after that, I couldn't afford university. I, I didn't qualify to get loans. So I kind of had to figure it out on my own. Everybody was telling me, oh my gosh, you got this big, awesome corporate job and all of this stuff. And I was just kind of like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. This is great. This is exactly what I, but I didn't really feel like how everybody was like, oh, this, that's awesome. You got such a good job. Blah, blah. I was just kind of like, man, am I supposed to like hate every day of my life? This <laughs> is like, everybody's telling me I'm doing the right thing. It doesn't feel right to me. And it yeah. took me a long time to realize that maybe like, that's not the only way. And now that I'm freelancing, I'm constantly be been being given that advice too of like, yeah, you should niche down. And in a sense I have, because I feel like I, I have a pretty recognizable style, but I'm also diverse in the sense that I do illustration and graphic design now because the graphic design, like, yeah, I learned it and it's a skill I have because that's what I did when I was working in corporate, but it's not my most favoritest thing in the whole world. And I would rather do, you know, actually draw. And I've been doing a lot of like seamless patterns and having a lot of fun with those. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely think there's advantages and disadvantages to both niching down and not niching down. And ultimately, I feel like the best mm -hmm. thing you can do as an artist is just like follow what you're having the most fun with. And what yeah. you I feel like, I don't know, I feel like part of me, I don't know, I think the part of me that started art is, you know, just kind of something that I enjoyed as like just kind of a way to express myself. I don't know, I don't want to say that I've kind of lost that part of me, but I feel like you know, when you do start creating art as 
something that you intend on making a full-time job. It doesn't, it sort of becomes something different. And I think this coincides with, you know, putting your art online. Cause I feel like, you know, next, like sometimes I'll like start a piece with, and I'll go into it with like having the mindset that like, oh, you know, something like this would work really nice online or like, oh, you know, the dimensions would look great. And like, and like an Instagram post and like, I, God, I genuinely like sort of hate that. Cause I feel like, you know, just looking through sketchbooks from God, even as like a sophomore in high school, when I was just a baby artist in that way that like, I don't know, I could see that, you know, I definitely have improved in a ton of ways, but I feel like, I don't know, I kind of made more stuff for myself. I made it with the purpose of something that I would think is cool, something that I could only like sort of make with the idea that, you know, this is just something for me. And I don't know, I feel like I'm still kind of trying to figure out the balance of that, of, you know, staying true to who who, who you are without, you know, just kind of losing yourself in algorithms and trends and just kind of all the stuff that, I don't know, I feel like as artists, we kind of need to, you know, sort of follow just to get an audience. Yeah know what I mean I don't know I, feel I do like- no and I'm so it's so funny you mentioned that because I did not think about the fact that I have changed the dimensions of every piece that I do to fit a TikTok or real size and I didn't yeah. think about the fact that I was doing that like I don't I don't know like the you just saying the dimensions like it just clicked in my head like oh my god I didn't realize I do that I do that for social media yeah and like look he like part of me just feels like so stupid like I'll be sketching something and I'm like hmm this would look great as like a TikTok let me take out my phone and take my pencil and pretend that I'm like drawing and filming myself with one hand and holding a pencil with another And then just like doing the thing with your phone where you like you sway it in front of your sketchbook and move it to the beat of the song. (laughs) I don't know. Like, I don't know. I feel like each social media platform has, you know, its perks and drawbacks. And I think, you know, when it comes to TikTok, you know, you know, you have more of a chance of blowing up. You do you kind of gain an audience faster depending on the stuff you make. But like, oh my gosh, it's so much work just to make a single video of some kind. Yeah. And like, got it. It, It's just a lot of work in general. Just all of it, just like managing that. And I think that like, I don't know, when you sign up, I don't want to say sign up, but when you sort of go into making art, like we have this idea that like, oh, you know, I'll just be stuck in my studio making work. And then once I create a piece, everyone will love it and buy my stuff. And that isn't really it completely. It is like a ton of work that a lot of people just don't see. Like, God, my, like just creating a website just sort of on my own, that took like a couple months just to plan everything out, to take pictures of like, you know, my art to write captions to just design everything, you know, and that isn't even just making art that is just something on the side that I need to do in order to make art. Yeah, I definitely it's it's so hard. Because (laughs) it and this is something that I, I talked about on my TikTok account. I made a video. I make a lot of videos just talking to the camera. I have recently, <laughs> I've recently discovered that I am actually an extrovert after many years of thinking that I am an introverted person. I've come mm-hmm. to realize that I'm 
not an introvert. I actually love talking to and being around people significantly more than I like being alone. The issue that I had was when I was in school, I got bullied so badly that it made me afraid to talk to people. And now that I'm an adult and I know how to handle situations where people are being like not kind, I'm like, oh, I'm an extrovert. Like it was a weird realization to have because growing up, I always thought I was like, because I, I think a lot of artists are introverts, like are true mm. introverts, but there's also artists who I think like just suffer from like just people being mean to them because like people are just yeah. not always the kindest to artists people think it's no absolutely and then not you real go online and, no and like you <laughs> go online and people are still mean to you <laughs> yeah and at, at some point too I think what what's helped me a lot with with that is just finding and I, you know this is something i still actively have to work on because when people are mean to you on social media which unfortunately and i hate to say this inevitably it's gonna happen if you're putting yourself out there and it shouldn't i'm not saying it should but like people are just gonna be mean but i think what's helped me a lot is the fact that i have been able to do extensive work on you know, my mental health and my mindset. And at the end of the day, somebody being mean to you says a lot more about them than it does about you, you know, yeah. like what they're saying is more about them than it than it is about you. They could be saying like, mm -hmm. if you think about it, if you really think about it, I mean, have you ever said something mean to somebody when you were in a mentally healthy state? Because when I am a happy, healthy version of myself i i don't even think about like saying something just to make somebody feel bad or or giving an unsolicited critique because i think i know better like you know it's like i i would never do that but i'm also like happy healthy fun caitlin <laughs> so and i know that anybody who goes out of their way to just make somebody feel bad especially on social media it's so easy to hide behind a screen and it's so easy to de dehumanize somebody because it's a video that you're seeing not like a physical person people will still be mean to you in person though i hate to say but yeah. it, it just it's it's something that has like it does take continuous work but that realization i think as an artist especially will get you so far because once you're able to stop caring what other people think about you, about your artwork, mm -hmm. about everything, the rest just comes so easily. It's easier to make art that you love, that you're passionate about, and it's easier to post on social media without the fear that, you know, somebody is gonna say something not nice. Because if they do, like, you know, so yeah, what? So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh and I, I'm not perfect with that mindset, by the way. I definitely have days where somebody will say something online and it will really hurt my feelings. It's not a a linear journey to not caring. I know that better than anyone. And I definitely have days where things still hurt my feelings. But working towards that goal, I think, will be even not even just for artists, but for people in general who plan on putting themselves out there in an authentic way, especially something as authentic as artwork, but really anybody, it's it's really important. It, it, it helps so much with just life in general because people, everybody has opinions, you know, and like if they want to share their opinion that they know is going to hurt someone someone's feelings, that, that says a lot more about them than it does about you, you know? Yeah. And... Yeah. And like, I feel like, you know, that is just kind of a risk that you take with just putting your stuff out there. And, you know, I think that, you know, yes, you know, there will be like mean people that just don't really get kind of the stuff you make. But at the same time, you know, you are, you will reach a group of people that, you know, really like a lot of your stuff that think you are a very cool person that will support you and your journey and the things that you make and just and you can like have a community of people that really support your stuff and I think that you know obviously I feel like since through our conversation you know a lot of our talk has been pretty negative in terms of like social media because you know there's 
I mean, I mean, every social media platform is sort of its own circle of hell in that sense. But yeah, you know, you can meet so many people. You can have, like, you can form communities. And I feel like if there's one thing that I would want to tell, like, a younger version of me is that, or just like younger artists in general, I think that, you know, I just I don't really just want to say, oh, followers and likes don't matter because. That's just kind of how these platforms work. And I think that, you know, they're designed to give you these boosts of serotonin. And I feel like just saying, oh, just that doesn't matter that. Like, you know, that kind of stuff still affects you, right? It Mm -hmm. still sort of taps into your mind and affects you. And I, but I think that being able to form artist communities in this sense, in that sense, I think you need like a group of people that you can talk about and you can share information, you can give critiques, you can go on rants about things that really affect you. I think community in that sense is honestly something that would help you the most. I don't want to say in the long run, but like just like in the future of your well-being. Absolutely. And yeah, we we did talk a lot about like the negatives of social media because social media is very, it's it's cutthroat and it's not like the easiest place to be. And a lot of people think that that it's toxic, but there there really are a lot of benefits to going on social media and building a community. And I, I will say people saying that like the followers don't matter. It's, it's interest, like, that's an interesting take, because I, you know, where I'm at right now, I network with a lot of different people. I, I network and try to build relationships with artists, especially in that, in the Discord server for this podcast, for people who listen to the podcast. I've met a lot of really, really amazing, really talented artists, you included, in that. And I've also, through TikTok, I've gotten to network with a lot of solo entrepreneurs because that's what I consider myself to be. You know, I sell my illustration work, I take commissions, I do branding, and like I do artist mentorship and artist support calls. And that's kind of like how I built my business. So through that, I get to network with non-artists who own businesses who are also creatives because they've come up with this whole business idea. And I have to say that having followers, I think, helps to some extent. Yeah. None none of those people, like, the the success that they have doesn't come from the following. Because I, and I'll, I'll use this podcast as an example, right? So I've had people tell me like, oh, you know, like you got to have people with lots of followers on on your podcast. You know, I know this person with like 50,000 followers and I I can have her be on your podcast. I was like laughing because I was like, first of all, if you listen to this podcast and you haven't applied because you don't have a lot of followers, I literally do not check. I do not check. I don't care. I look at your art. I, I, that's why I have people attach a portfolio. I don't care how many followers you have. Literally couldn't care less. It no. does not matter. I look at the art more than anything. And the topic also that you want to talk about if it's interesting. Some people will apply and they'll be like, I'll talk about whatever. That does not help me. Sorry. If you applied and you said that, like, I probably did not get back to you. But if you have a cool, interesting topic and you have good art, like 100%. Anybody can be on the podcast. It's not about followers. Secondly, I have had a wide range of artists with a wide range of of followings on this podcast. And 100% the most played episode out of all the guest episodes was from an artist with under 200 followers. Dang. It has it has nothing to do with following. I've had artists most recently I think I've had someone with 600,000 followers. The episode just did normal, you know, and they shared it too on social media. It's very interesting. A lot of and I think a lot of people with large followings, they don't have that tight knitness that you have when you have a small community that's more tight knit. Like yeah. I I consider like my community of of artists and 
and you know people who own businesses who follow me as very tight knit i i feel like i know them even though most of them if not all of them like i've never met you in person but i feel like i know you because i've talked to you so many yeah. times and we've met mm -hmm. through you know through tiktok discord whatever and it's like it goes to show that like numbers matter in the sense that like yeah having like seeing the numbers go up it makes you feel good and that's always a good thing but yeah. in terms of of success and and people supporting you it doesn't really mean anything like if you have 200 followers and those 200 people listen to every podcast you're on they watch everything you do every time you post something they're in the comments like yeah woo and they're cheering you on it yeah. it means so much more than if you have a large following and you don't get that interaction and you haven't met or spoken to anybody one-on-one -on -one, like like really i guess like personally you know like sat down and like actually had a conversation with someone or you know showed that like you're supporting them they're supporting you like i don't know if what i'm saying is landing at all but no, like is i totally get what you're saying and i feel like yeah, I kind of wanted to piggy back off of what you said that I think that, you know, I feel like, you know, our brains are kind of trained to sort of only base everything off of like those metrics. And I think that I know you mentioned before that you were that you were like a more extroverted person. And I think that, you know, maybe just this might be just my case, but I feel like a lot of artists that are online, you know, we are fairly like introverted people who like, you know, consuming a lot of media. And I think that that plus, you know, having like on like being online a lot, I think can kind of feed into a loop of just I don't want to say being chronically online, but you know, just kind of being in your own bubble and just not really ever making any like meaningful connections with people because your head is too much there. Your head's too far down in the sand, I guess. Yeah, I feel like and that's not to say it's it's really tough because I feel like for the most part, right, I feel like my relationship with social media is pretty healthy now, but I do have a lot of times where I start doom scrolling and I start to get literally like I start to get in imposter syndrome and I start doom scrolling and I start seeing everybody living their best life because social media is very curated too. And I see other artists and I see their art and I think, oh my God, I'm literally, I, I'm not even good. I'm horrible. My art isn't as good as this person's like, and I start to doom scroll. And like, I feel like you can be the, the most mentally healthy person in the world, but you're never going to be a hundred percent, 100% of the time. Like no. you, you can get close, but like you're no matter like how far on your journey you are, with healing your relationship with social media and with trying to make sure your relationship with posting is healthy and your relationship with the amount of followers you have is, is a healthy relationship and not like, I don't know, like overly competitive and comparing yourself to other people. Like as important as that is, nobody, nobody on social media has been, 100%, 100% of the time, myself very much included in that because there is always going to be times when you have a lapse in that kind of mindset. I mean, you can get it to a point where it's really strong and it doesn't happen often, but like anybody who has a large following on social media who says they didn't get a comment ever that hurt their feelings is lying, you know? No, like absolutely. And I feel like, you know, about you know, this idea of like posting stuff and it being like sort of like showing off your best life. I think that, you know, I think it is one thing when it comes to posting like a selfie or like a time where like you're at, at a beach with friends. But when it comes to like your art, when it comes to something that, you know, you've probably spent hours on and 
like I don't know I I don't like it when artists complain like oh I spent nine hours and it only got three <laughs> likes you guys should be giving like sort of those guilt trippy sounds but that was literally a know, trend that at is, one point <laughs> I don't know that is a valid feeling that's a very you know frustrating experience to like put a bunch of effort into something and for people to just like not really care and you know I don't think it's a case of people not caring I feel like it's more so there's just so many people online people are busy people are there's just so much stuff and you know and like yeah you've you know looked at your piece for that long and you want other people to do the same and you know that is really frustrating because for me personally I would rather get like a lot of negative comments than just to get nothing and I feel like that's sort of the case for like a lot of creatives because at least then people are saying stuff about you but then if like no one's saying anything that can feel even worse in some ways. See, I I used to feel like that. Yeah. And then I had a video. I posted a, a video of my business card designs and graphic design TikTok is horrid. It, it had so many hate. And usually when I get a hate comment, I delete it and forget about it. Because if I leave it there and I keep reading it, I'm going to start to feel bad about myself. So usually yeah. I, I just delete it and I forget about it. That video, once it hit like 30,000 views, the hate comments were coming in so fast. I couldn't keep up with them. I, I just deleted yeah. the video. And Dude, I used to think awful. the same thing so because... And I was so proud of the design too. I was like so excited to get it printed. Now I'm like, I'm not using this design because it made, it literally made me hate it. And, you know, I, I, I wish I could be that person that's like, oh, the comments don't affect me. It, it really hurt my feelings when it happened. No, and I, yeah. I, I went as far as to a little bit later because I was continually after that happened. I had people follow me just so they could leave, leave hate comments on all my videos. It was, it was ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, does that yeah like seriously who that's just so much mental energy and for what it's you know? ridiculous no there was a guy who he commented on my that video of my business my business card design and he was like why he commented something like why would you post this because no anybody who sees this isn't isn't gonna hire you as a designer if this is like what your designs look like and like that that comment was the most liked comment on the video and it re it really hurt my feelings that not only was that said but like there were hundreds upon hundreds of people agreeing with that comment it really hurt my feelings to the point where i deleted the video right and i was no. like i you know when i first started my account was really small i thought just give me something just give me a comment anything you know and now i'm absolutely like you know what this is a boundary that i have and if you leave a hate comment on my video you're just gonna get blocked and then you can't see any of my content and what's hilarious is i noticed a lot of people who leave hate comments on my videos are following me and that's why i'm like this is okay this is now weird because if you yeah, don't like is... my art why are you continuing to post hate comments on my it's like now clearly a jealousy thing and nothing else because why would you yeah. follow me why would you what? take take time to continue to view something that makes you mad you know yeah. so i feel like i noticed this in like a lot of artist communities online that a lot of artists i feel like are very resentful people in yeah. the sense that you know, I think a lot of us are in a position where, you know, we want to make, we want people to see our art, but, you know, people just aren't, like, but we just don't have, like, the amount of followers or the amount of people seeing our art or giving us commissions that we want. So, like, anybody, like, doing anything different or, like, even if it's just somebody, like, just getting a ton of attention, I feel like a lot of people are just really bitter towards that. Like, yeah. yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I remember there was this whole discussion about unsolicited critique because a lot of people would just do that under people's videos. And I don't know. I feel like I, I don't, I don't 
I feel like I have a little bit like I don't know I feel like I understand both sides of it because I remember there's this one video I posted where I was talking about a piece that I was working on where you know I'm I was where it just didn't turn out the way I expected it to and I'm like oh my goodness this piece looks so bad I'm not really sure what I did wrong and you know in that situation you know I was talking about being frustrated about something I was working on and a couple people were like giving tips there's like one guy that like duetted me he like took a screenshot of my photo and just kind of showed me some stuff that might help me out and like you know in that situation I was obviously you know asking for feedback and you know having like people help you out is a nice feeling but you know if it was just a video of me showing my art not asking for anything a bunch of people were just like oh you know I think you should fix this I think this looks really bad like I didn't ask for that. That's so like, I don't know. There, It's one thing being in an academic setting where you know your art's going to be sort of picked apart and you are looking at people face to face, telling them how they can improve. But like, it's another thing just like going online and just saying something to a random person. There like, is so much that I have to say about this topic. It's not even funny. Like, oh <laughs> I, well, I made a video that, like, went viral about unsolicited, well, not viral, 30,000-ish 30, views, about unsolicited critique, it, like, very recently. And mm -hmm. it, it the, the issue that I have, and like you said, there are environments where critique is not only expected, but welcomed. When yeah. I was an art like student, when I was going into art class every Friday, I knew it was critique day and I didn't take anything that people said about me to heart. I took it as, oh, this is what I need to do to improve. And I always yeah. use the critiques as like a fuel to get better. The issue is when you, and this is another problem with artists on social media people treat tiktok and instagram like it's an art gallery it, it's not social media it yeah. is mostly for marketing and marketing and creating art are two completely separate skills first of all so let me just like say that if you're an artist and you think your art is bad because you're not getting views or comments it has nothing to do with the art you you need to take a look at your marketing skills it has nothing to do with art it's it's a separate it's like it's like you painting for 20 years and then somebody handing you a camera and be like okay now you're a photographer like it's a completely different oh art, art form like it's completely different and you have to do you know, research. I'm still in the in the process of researching and figuring out what works. And I think I finally am starting to find it because I, I've got gained a lot of followers in this past like month. But studying the algorithm of whatever social media you're posting on, studying, seeing what other people are doing, trying different things and just seeing what's getting views and what's not. It, it's not an art gallery. People don't go there to look at art and to admire art. Like when you're posting a finished piece on TikTok, it's like even if the art is is beautiful and amazing it's not it's not the same as hanging it up in a gallery where you're going to get that praise because people go there expecting to see artwork so yeah. you, you have to do a lot of studying you have to be really careful with how you present your work and something that i've noticed that helps a lot is like making sure that you tell the story of how how the work got there i've mm -hmm. seen so many people who post a screenshot with the black bars underneath of their finished piece and they just play music and they do they do a little slideshow on TikTok and it's like closer up at a different angle the same piece this is a piece i spent nine hours on why isn't this getting likes that's not the type of content that usually blows up it's the kind that are like fun and engaging and fi a finished piece that took you nine hours with no story behind it or anything that people were just expected to look at like it doesn't tell that story so I, I feel I feel like that's the, the first problem too with with people treating social media like it's a freaking art gallery like it's not it, it's it's completely different yeah and I think like bringing up like you know how you film stuff I think I feel like this is definitely for me but I feel like you know putting your art there online you know, has, is sort of vulnerable because you are taking something that you made and just kind of putting it out for people to see. Yes. And like, and then, you know, and then when it comes to like 
you know, even just like showing your face or showing a video of you talking about something, that's like sort of something else. Cause I feel like for me, like it's one thing just like posting like a picture of myself online. It's another thing having to feel myself say something, watch the video again <laughs> and like edit stuff or even just like telling a story that is a vulnerable moment you're putting online for, you know, an unpredictable amount of people to see. And, you know, I think that, you know, that's just kind of like just in TikTok in general, that is just something that you takes a lot of work to just kind of get over. Like, I don't know, I, like for me, I'll just like rewatch a video that got like a lot of views and I'll be like, oh my gosh, you know, my voice sounds so weird at that one part. The way I was describing that thing just sounds so weird. Oh my gosh, my face looks so weird at that angle. And ugh, I don't know. I don't like TikTok in that way because I'm just not really that natural in front of a camera like a lot of people are. And I think that's why it's a difficult place for artists because well, that's you know, it's a video platform, not a art picture sharing platform like other places. That's another thing too. I, I feel like, and I definitely recommend artists that are posting on TikTok to post their face if they can get to a point where they feel comfortable enough to talk to the camera. But I think a common like misconception that you just brought up is like some people are really natural on, on camera. I, for one, I feel like I've gotten to a point where I can talk really naturally on camera Mm -hmm. It was not always like that for me, though. I feel like I didn't start speaking naturally on camera until, funnily enough, I, I had an account that had nothing to do with art that was about astrology because I used to host an astrology podcast in 2020, like a couple years ago. And I made a TikTok account to promote the astrology podcast. And that podcast actually did really well but those videos people were asking me oh like how did you come you know to this conclusion and i have been studying astrology for years it's like a little side hobby apart from art that i love and making those videos mm -hmm. got me more comfortable talking in front of a camera because i would just turn the camera on and i would say oh well this is mars and it's opposite saturn which means like the the passion was like i don't know i just like would explain what it meant and people love that shit so i you know i would i would go and also make videos about my art later on after i started my business because art is my my true passion it was actually harder for me to make the art videos talking especially when i first started my business about a year ago and i said you know what i'm gonna have to start actually posting seriously on tiktok and start researching the algorithm and that that's kind of like where i'm at with it now and i definitely still have a lot of work to do i have to research you know marketing and the algorithm constantly because it constantly changes oh my gosh yeah I feel like, yeah, I'm sort of in that same place too, where, you know, you just kind of have to put yourself out there, figure out what works, figure out what doesn't work. If something like pops off, if something unexpected happens, you know, like sort of dive into that and just kind of experiment. Yeah, that's, that's something that I used to ask for too. I used to get so frustrated and I used to wish it. I used to, I'd be like, I wish my video would blow up and people would see my art because then I'd get all these followers and I get all these customers in my business and you know, it'll go so well. And then when it finally happened with that business card, that was the first video that I had get more than like 15,000 views really on, on my art account anyway. And yeah. I was getting so much unsolicited critique that I made a video about unsolicited critique. Like for me, you know, like I, like I said earlier, and we were talking about earlier, unsolicited critique really makes me mad because I have mentors. Now that I'm a professional and I've been doing art professionally as my full-time job for five years now, I don't feel the the need to take advice from strangers because like I don't know what your background is, dude. Like you could not even be an artist. Like why would I take advice no. from somebody who has 
And it's always like an account with no posts, no followers, just an empty account or like a private account where you can't see anything. Like clearly somebody who's posting stuff like that and commenting stuff like that on other people's posts doesn't know what it feels like to be attacked by thousands of people in the comments. But it's also, it's like, I have a lot of mentors in my life. I'm very fortunate to have met a lot of artists who I respect and I value their opinion. And like, you're someone who I would go to a critique, right? I'm not going to go to Joe on TikTok who has no photo and like no followers and no posts. Like, I don't even know if he's an artist. Like, this is just some random, some random Joe. Like, I don't know this guy, you know? So it's like, <laughs> like I'm not going to take advice. And it's the same way, like, you wouldn't take life advice from somebody who, like, okay, example, I had a friend in high school who we were very close, and her whole dream was to, like, have a family and, like, get married. And my whole dream was to start a business and, like, make a bunch of money. I'm not going to take life advice from her, not because her life is is bad we just have different ideas of where we want to be it's the same thing with art i'm not going to take advice yeah. from somebody who i don't even know what their background is because they could know nothing about art and this advice quote unquote advice could make my art worse so that's why i don't yeah. like the unsolicited critiques because also like-, like it is a single video you know you can't judge someone based off of a tiny snippet of a very manicured part of their life or like a very sort of highly yeah. edited version of like who they are. Yeah. And not not everybody online is like that either. Like a lot yeah. of my entrepreneurial friends are very authentic online. I feel like I try to be pretty authentic. I kind of feel like what you see in videos of me is kind of what you get when you talk to me one on one when you or when you listen to me on the podcast, like this is just how I am. So it it is it is weird, though, because you don't really know what somebody is like in person from videos they post on social media, because you're right, like it is very curated. And it's also especially people who like are like, quote unquote, influencers, or they have a large following who do this for a living. Some of those people like I, I know some artists on TikTok who I'm mutuals with who have huge followings, like m- more than 20,000, I, I think is pretty big followings. And I've talked to them one on one, exactly the same person. So authentic <laughs> on social media, like nothing feels curated or like faked or anything like sometimes they are exactly that. And then I've met people who I've been mutuals on TikTok with who I'm like, who is this person? You know, like I get on a phone call with them or like a Zoom or I like we we end up like being in the same Zoom call for like some kind of work thing that I'm working on. I'm like, who is this person? And then I realize who it is. And I'm like, oh, my God. Or like they'll sign up to be on my podcast and then I'll sit them down and actually like talk to them. And I'm like, who are you? Who are you? Like, this is not the person I've been following for months. Like, it's, it, you never really know, you know? Like, it's it's interesting. Yeah. It's really interesting. And it's not a bad thing either. That's how social media is. Like, if you, if you don't want to post your whole life on social media, that's, like, more than understandable. But it's just, it's interesting to me, too. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to ask you, too. We've, we've already, we, I didn't really explicitly ask questions, but we've kind of, like, covered all the questions. Oh my gosh, just tangent after tangent. Yeah, I get that. No, like, we've covered every topic, but, like, I, whatever. It was more fluid. It was awesome. I, I, if I don't have to ask the questions and we get there naturally, that's probably the best way to do it. But I'm, I, we have about five minutes left, so I did kind of want to at least ask you the last question that I had which I, I have to ask everybody this question who comes on the podcast because it's just so important. And that is, what advice would you give your younger self regarding your art career? Like, is there is there anything you wish you could go back in time and tell yourself like five, 10 years ago about what you're doing now as an artist that you think would help them out? Oh my gosh. I am like, gosh, I think that would be to make oh gosh I, I'm so sorry I have to like think about this for a bit no take your time I think just finding just like find a group of people that really understand you and I think that having people having 
like being connected with people who like enjoy like who you are and the stuff you make authentically being in just kind of a healthy group like that is probably will really help you the most because you know making art is a lot of work it is you know there's a lot of very frustrating aspects of it of it and I think you do need you know a group of people to like talk about things with that can help you out that you can have somebody that understands that feeling and that you know you're not really alone there are so many talented people like in life in like your life and like also online like that are just so talented and just want like to be around cool people like yourself and that just that's kind of I think one of the healthiest things that you can do with for yourself is just surround yourself with people who just kind of fill your life with a lot of like you know that just fill your life with joy in that way I'm sorry that was long but no you're good no I totally completely agree I something and I I agree like I if I could go back in time and talk to my younger self for like a really long time that's probably something I would reiterate to them is like you don't have to you don't have to do anything alone no and I feel like I feel like that's something I struggled with a lot I I kind of like forced myself to grow up really quickly because I just craved this independence I'm you know hashtag Aries rising like I'm a very independent person you're a girl Um, boss building your empire (laughs) that's how I feel but at the same time you know doing anything alone even if you're a really introverted person like yeah. You still need to have a community of people who, you know, support you no matter what. And more often than not, the people that are supporting you are the people that are doing the same thing. They're also artists. They're also starting a business. They're also, you know, all of these things. Yeah, I think making, you know, being like an artist can be a pretty lonely like experience where you are just being burnt out, making piece after piece without the validation that you think that you need from that. And, you know, like we're better, like we are stronger as a community when we are supporting each other, when we are being helpful, not being mean to people online or just kind of just being really negative to each other in general. Like we are there, we are, so creative and so awesome together and you know I feel like just having that support can be so helpful it really is I I couldn't have said it better myself we're we're coming up on an hour now though yeah oh my gosh So, (laughs) so to wrap up the episode why don't you go ahead let's do self promo anything and everything that you want to promote I know you just finished your beautiful amazing website it looks so great I recommend everybody check Thank it out you. but yeah anything you want to promote your social media is how people can find you where they can support you literally social media website GoFundMe, like anything that you have going on right now the floor is yours to promote it oh yeah absolutely my website is art by ah those are my initials art by annie holly so art by ah.com and then all my socials, my Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, holly.sketch, that's H-O-L-L-E-Y dot sketch. So yeah, that's pretty much it. That's where I have all my stuff. All right. As, as always, I'm going to include links to all of that in the episode description. So if you want to check that out, easy access, it's just going to be in the episode description. Did you have anything you wanted to add before we hop off? Not really. I just, you know, it was just really nice talking to you about this. And I'm really happy I could just kind of have this opportunity. It's nice talking about artist stuff with an artist and to an audience of artsy people as well. Yes. Thank you so much, Annie, for coming on. I was so excited when you scheduled your episode. I was like, I was so stoked. And I'm glad oh, that we talked about thank this. Thank you. This is a really God. good episode, too. 
I'm excited. God, I was so nervous. I was like, oh gosh, I'm I'm not important enough. <laughs> like, oh what my would God. I even say? No, like, I was so excited when you signed up because, like, I, every time somebody that I've talked to and like or like we're mutuals either applies or like they they schedule their recording session to be on the podcast i just get so excited because i'm like oh i've been waiting for it and then they're like i was i'm so nervous everybody is like tells me that too they're like i was so nervous and i'm like to talk to me somebody who you talk to like pretty frequently like yeah i don't know podcast is different though it's like you know other people are listening well not right now. <laughs> they will be no, in well, a month yeah. and a half, but not right now. Like, like a difference between playing video games with your friends versus being a Twitch streamer. Like, I guess uh, that's kind of true. Same but it's at thing, least more people. At least it's not live. I mean, I'm gonna. But yeah, thank you so much, Annie, for coming on. I was so excited for for the episode. I'm I'm still I'm excited to upload it and edit it and all that stuff. So thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. But yeah, thank thank you guys also to everybody who who listened to the podcast. (laughs) It's over now. So thank you guys. And thank you again, Annie. And as always, if you could just leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, that would really help us out. I'm also going to include a link to all of the resources for the podcast. We have merch. We have a Discord server. We have, what else? Oh, yeah, you can apply to be on the podcast if you want. All kinds of stuff. So that'll be linked down below. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. And thank you again, Annie, for coming on. It's been awesome. And I, I will see... All of you guys next Tuesday with another guest. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye.